Hey, yo, ladies, gentlemen, fellow, fellow, fellow. Happy National Coconut Day today. Some little sweet game four. Big game four. Clippers do something nice. They play some incredible defense. Devin Booker with a mask. Does it affect his play? Or is it more so Patrick Beverly being all over him and somehow only picking up two personal fouls in that game? Patrick Beverly, marvelous. Avicii Zubak, potentially his best game in the NBA, potentially his best game as a Clipper, definitely his best game in the postseason. It helps to stay on the court when you're Avicii Zubak when the other team has a traditional center like Aiton. And two, when they go drop pick and roll on you, when you have to go drop coverage with Chris Paul, like I said, I didn't think it would work and he might get forced off the court. He slapped me in the face. Zubak went, he slapped me right in the face, Zubak. And he said, hey, watch this. Played excellent pick and roll defense. Was quality was able to stay on the court, delivered 15 points and 16 rebounds. We can talk more about him. We can talk more about everything the Clippers did, and we'll start on the Clippers side of this one. Hey, like and subscribe to the video if you appreciate this. We will not be live later today. This is weekend content for you. Just doing it in general is a whole lot of good. We're going to be talking about the spread in this game. We're going to be talking about the bet that I have on either the spread or the total. The player props, I have three taken, and you players out there who play DFS still, Daily Fantasy Sports, and you showdown slates and play a large amount of it. We're going to be talking about that. But the Clippers defense dominated in this one. They held Devin Booker to just 23% shooting on 21 shots in 40 minutes of play. Chris Paul returned. He had to play maybe a little bit more minutes than he wanted to, but 39, I had him at 38. There was no campaign for most of this game, got injured, probable for the next game. Chris Paul only shot 26% on 19 shots, right? So Zubak playing quality in the pick and roll. Patrick Beverly was fantastic. Patrick Beverly himself was plus 24, the second best on this team in 27 minutes. The only player who was better was Avicii Zubak, who was plus 28 and a plus minus, the best in the entire game. One player who was not good, one player who was terrible, and one player who should probably be out of the rotation and the Clippers should shrink to an eight-man rotation is Mr. Rajon Rondo. No second half run. He played seven and a half minutes in the first half. He was a team worse. Minus eight, three brutal turnovers during that time. Not doing much out there for them at this point. They're going heavy on Terrence Mann. They're giving Luke Kennard more minutes, who is equally as bad on defense, it seems, but better on offense in terms of what he can do from three-point range. Looks like Rondo, if anything, is slowly, slowly, slowly starting to get phased out of those rotation. You're seeing majority eight-man run, especially in that second half of game three. Here's the Clippers minutes on the screen right now. The only one you're not seeing is Luke Kennard. We can scroll in a second. He has 20 minutes projected for me. So these are my projected minutes in that column where it says minutes projections. And right now, Marcus Morris came off the bench. You had a rotation change in game three that I expect to continue. Marcus Morris, who's dealing with injury, comes off the bench and plays 24 minutes, eight points, five rebounds, nails both of his three-pointers, but also plays quality defense. Him coming off the bench leads it to be less of a demand for him right out of the starting gate against the starting unit of the Suns, which is by far their best unit. And Terrence Mann started and he played well. He played 32 minutes. He played very well. Zubak for the second straight game played 32 plus minutes in this one. And speaking of Zubak, who we talked about, I'm projecting him in this one for 31, which is less than he's played in the last two games, just slightly. It's a medium projection compared to the first game. So 31 minutes I haven't projected for. This is limiting Nicholas Batum's run when Zubak is starting and playing bigger minutes. It's limiting what Batum can do. Now, I don't know if he's just gassed. I don't know why Batum is not playing as much. They might just not need his defense. You're saying, okay, Patrick Beverly at this point is doing everything he can to slow Booker in back-to-back games. Maybe we don't need Batum out there for his defense and what he can do from a stretch standpoint because we're still getting it from Morris in the minutes that he's playing. We're getting it from Terrence Mann in the minutes that he's playing now from an increased run standpoint. And we have Zubak just matching eight and we don't have to go as much small ball. It's interesting. Was 
not expecting this wrinkle, but that's the way it's been the last couple of games. From a team stats standpoint, you saw them shoot 45%. That was by far better than what they ended up defending the Suns and holding them to. 35% from three, but much better in the second half where they shot nine of 19. They had 24 free throw attempts. So Paul George continues to get to the basket, continues to draw fouls, made 20 to 24 of those, and they had an advantage from the fast break at 13 to 10, pushing it. Again, a lot of that has to do with what Paul George is doing. Wherever you look right now, the Suns are going to be one point favorites and ended up opening with the Clippers plus one and a half and now they're at plus one in basically every single spot along the sports books so minus one right now one point favorites is what you're going to find the Suns at so what has to change here Devin Booker with a mask has to shoot better Chris Paul coming back from one game not being with the team for a week to a week and a half has to shoot better but that's of course getting past the defense of the Clippers so it all comes down to the adjustments of can you adjust to what's happening in terms of picking rolling off of a Patrick Beverly can Booker find figure out himself What's happening with Patrick Beverly against in these past two games? Starting to knock down some shots. McCall Bridges got an early foul trouble. Can he start to adjust? So that's on the Suns side of it if we're talking about the spread. We'll get into their whole team breakdown in a second. If you're talking about adjustments for the Clippers, there's not much. Continue to play this defense. You already made your adjustments after the first two games. And really after the first game and a half. I mean, if you recall, they could have won pretty simply game two without that eight and alley oop to send it home. The valley oop, if you will, the miss for Paul George. Like This could easily be 2-1 the other way around and then that spread doesn't look as crazy so I'm having a hard time figuring out the spread I personally this is the first time I've not had a wager placed by this video on one side of the spread I'm leaning right now Suns they are the better team they're overall a better team with more talent and oh yeah there's still no Kawhi Leonard on the other side they played very well they had a lot of key players step up Patrick Beverly Zubak right you can keep going with Terrence Mann if you want to Luke Kennard off the bench obviously Paul George continues to do his thing a lot of key players stepped up and basically everybody stepped backwards McCall Bridges Booker and Chris Paul on the opposite side of this one I think it levels back out and I'll take a lean right now the Suns minus one I'm not yet place that but i plan to place it i don't think this line is going to move all that much because it has not moved all that much since opening and i have three player props today and we can start since we're talking about the clippers on the clippers side i have terrence mann over 18 fantasy points currently i have terrence mann at 24.3 in my projections that's well over by almost six and a half points i then have paul george over 52 and a half fantasy points that is a lot of fantasy points but i have paul george projected for 58.6 so six points over that so two guys who are over six points higher in my projections we usually hammer those ones we'll take the over on man who i expect to start again and play 30 plus have him at 31 and obviously paul george with massive minutes i expect to play i have him at 44 minutes if not more in a big 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 game four i think it goes without saying so if you want to take these if you want to tail these or take any other player props over on there's just simply things like that you can with a limited time offer during these playoffs from prize picks you use the code sal my name it's very simple s-a-l there's a link in the description below when you use that you get free bets you get some free money some free credits to play with up to whatever your first deposit is so you put in 50 you have 50 dollars of free bets limited time offered with that code sal only check it out it's a lot of fun to play the player prop streets it's a lot more fun in my opinion than the dfs streets right now there's only one game so i encourage you to check it out limited time offer any questions just let me know so from a dfs perspective my favorite plays on the clippers are going to be in this order one of each zubak and it's pretty by far of each zubak number two terrence man number three patrick beverly he is still the best cheap play on the slate at just $3,800 and for Paul George. After that, Reggie Jackson will be five, six, Marcus Morris, and you can punt with Luke Kennard, who I do have at nice run of about 18 minutes in this one. So those are my main interests from the Clippers side of the ball. Now we can move over now to the Suns side in this one where, look, they shot very poorly, but a lot of that was induced by great defensive performance, especially in the second half from the Clippers that we just talked about. Again, mentioned it earlier, Booker in 40 minutes of play. He ended up shooting 23% from the field. He played with a broken nose. He had a mask on for the first time. He didn't say it affected him in the postgame, but that's the right thing to say. It probably affected him when you never played with a mask 
in your life to a certain extent. CP3 shots 5 of 19, 26% in his return in 39 minutes of play. Not good. They only shot 39% from the field and 31% from three. By far their worst shooting performance over the last nine-game winning streak. Remember, they're coming off of a nine-game winning streak, winning the final games against the Lakers, sweeping the Denver Nuggets. Suns in four in that one. Looked like maybe Suns in four in this one. It got up 2-0 in the series. So they really haven't lost in like 27 days. So we'll see what they adjust. It's going to be interesting to see how a younger team, a younger team with Chris Paul now, a little bit more veteran-like, how they can adjust now after their first playoff loss in quite some time. Campaign got injured. I said he's going to be probable for this one, but we'll see how much. It was an ankle injury that kept him out the entire game three when you can kind of put the nail in the coffin and go up game three only played four early minutes so i think this is going to affect him i don't think you don't come back at all on that one if it's hurting that bad and then it's not going to be hurting two days later but we'll see this led to more cameron johnson minutes and a little bit more tory craig who played 15 instead of his typical 10 to 12 that he's been playing so far so i think you're gonna see less minutes for both those guys since campaign is now probable mccall bridges got into early foul trouble which also led to more cam johnson run mccall bridges and we can pull it up right now on the popcorn machine game flows tool you can see mccall bridges name and his run right above me when there's a purple bar that means they're playing when it's an orange bar it means they're off the court so mccall bridges starts like he normally does and look it's a very small purple bar compared to everybody else it's because he only plays a minute and 40 seconds he does nothing in that minute and 40 seconds in terms of statistics outside of picking up two personal fouls immediately checks out and does not check back in until the second quarter where he plays the entire second quarter normally he's going to play about nine minutes a quarter right around there average around 36 minutes in the game so he lost about seven minutes or so in that first quarter picked some up in the second quarter but only ended up playing 26.2 minutes in the game now he checked out with a minute and a half left because the game was basically a blowout so he would have played 28 minutes in this game but missed out on about six to seven in the first quarter so he plays only 26 i've met 34 in this one cam johnson played 30 i don't think he's gonna play that much because campaign was out and the early foul trouble from bridges i have cam johnson now back down to 20 minutes but cam johnson is a quality player don't be shocked to see cam johnson come into McCall Bridges' run, who outside of one or two games in the postseason, not since the Denver series really, has not played all that well. Cam Johnson is a versatile defender who's playing very well in defense, not as good as McCall Bridges, but he could also dribble. He's a nice ball handler. So he's a solid seventh man behind Cam Johnson off the bench for this team. DeAndre Ayton continues to play well, and we can pull up the minutes right now for this team. The only guy you're not seeing is Torrey Craig, who you're now seeing for 12 minutes projected. Not not shocked to see Dario Saric get phased out. Maybe see less Dario Saric's 12 minutes. Some of those, maybe half of them start to go to Cam Johnson. You get a couple more minutes for McCall Bridges. Maybe Ayton plays 37 instead of 35, but Ayton played well yet again in 36 minutes of play. But I say he played well. It's just because he was on the court the most, really, out of all these guys, and he played minus 25. And when you're going up against the guy who's the best in the game at plus 28, in Zubak, your game worse minus 25. It makes you look a lot worse. He was not great overall, but he was not terrible. That's a little bit of a deceiving number because he was just on the court for most of this game. Because Aiton in the game, he had 10 first quarter points. He was very hot to start and then only finished with eight more the rest of the game. He had 18 points in this one, nine boards. Shot yet again, close to 70 plus percent at 69%. But he did have that game worse minus 25. But we're talking team stats for this team. You can see the projected minutes. There's nothing crazy here. Big minutes for Booker, Paul, Aiton. Nothing crazy in these minutes. 20 minutes for Cam Johnson instead of the 30. Do that foul trouble and campaign returning. I give him 15 minutes and he basically just takes up all of the backup guard minutes. At that point, the team scoring, they only ended up shooting 13 free throw attempts to the Clippers 24. So they need to be a little bit more aggressive if you're talking about getting to the rim. You're not seeing that out of Devin Booker at all. It's not really something that Chris Paul does often in his game. So you probably have to see it out of Devin Booker a little bit more than you've had these last two games. They were out-rebounded, outscored in transition. They shot poorly from three, just 31% on 10 of 32 shooting. This is overall a very bad game for them. I think it balances out a little bit. Very bad game for them. A great defensive game. 
made really nice shots in the second half the Clippers especially from three I think it balances out that's why I lean to the Phoenix side at minus one and I do have one player prop from Phoenix early on this is my place slip that we placed earlier today Saturday at 6.02 a.m on the central time and I ended up taking Crowder over 20 points here I gave Crowder 32 minutes of play Crowder has not been playing all that well lately but I currently have Crowder projected for 24.75 he's gonna start they need his defense he's gonna have a couple of three-point attempts can he knock down two of those three-point attempts that probably gets us over the hump here with his 20 overall fantasy points I'm above it by almost five points we'll take it so we have those three players locked up over on price picks again it is linked down below if you want to try it out but that limited time offer getting you some free bets I don't know why you wouldn't the code Sal, S-A-L, fellas, fellas, fellas. You're going to sign up anyways during the NFL season because the NFL season is a load of fun. So why not get down the promotion while it lasts? My main interest from the Suns in this game, and they're not as fairly priced as the Clippers are because the Clippers have been changing up their rotations, their price points, and some guys have not yet gotten up there like a Zubak and like a man, while the Suns have played basically the same rotations throughout the playoffs. But McCall Bridges is going to be my favorite option. Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul and Devin Booker in that order. Now I will take Chris Paul over most of those guys just because I know what the upside is from his assist standpoint and if he can get the ball rolling in the pick and roll against Zubak. That's still just one game that Zubak played well. I think they can still pull one over on him. Let's get now into the overall top five plays I like on this slate. And if you want to see more from me in terms of projections, ranks, there's a two-game slate for DFS purposes, a lineup optimizer, there's MMA tonight, there's some fights tonight, the Gain versus Volkov fight. You can check it all out down below, PGA. My Patreon. I create a bunch of tools over there. If you want to support the community outside of signing up, if you want to support the community, that's your way to do it is to get even more tools for yourself, reduce your research time, increase your chances of winning. Signing up for Patreon allows this channel to continue to improve and continue to do more things for you. Favorite plays on the slate overall are going to be one of each Zubak, two Terrence Mann, three Patrick Beverly, four Paul George. So a lot, a whole lot of Clippers and five McCall Bridges. Six would be Chris Paul as of right now. So that's where we're at overall. Now, if you tune in all the way to the end of this one, sometimes, sometimes we talk about another another site on here called Superdraft. And Superdraft has a $5,000 contest tonight. It's just a multiplier format. So you simply just put together anybody you want to play tonight. And based on your projections, the multiplier, so if somebody has a 1x multiplier, they score 50, you multiply it by 1, it's 1x. But if they have a 1.5x multiplier and they score 50, they just scored 75 points and they look fantastic now. So this is the best lineup I think you can put together tonight. Zubak at the captain spot. And I would encourage you to try this out because these contests rarely fill. It's a lesser known site. Really just, I might be one of the only people pushing it these days on platforms. So you would have an advantage here. I think Zubak, if you're watching this, which you are, your eyeballs and your earballs are watching this. Zubak in the captain spot with a nice multiplier right now. He's my highest projected player and he has a 2x multiplier, which means every point he scores only doubles after that. Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Beverly, and then Chris Paul, but it would actually be Paul George, but you have to play somebody from another team. So that's where I'm at on that. If you want to try out that lineup or, you know, maybe another one since everybody will be playing it, throwing a Booker there, throwing a Reggie Jackson, somebody else, whatever it might be, if you use the code Sal, any money you deposit, they'll give you $25 to play with right away, which is less than what that contest costs to get into. So thanks for tuning in. This is a weekend content. No more content for the day. Maybe a video tomorrow for the Sunday slate, but who knows? We're enjoying the weekend today. My family's here. We're chilling out, relaxing, maxing all cool. And I hope you have a great rest of your national coconut day today.